This podcast is meant to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. It is not meant to be taken as specific medical advice or to be used as a specialized training program. You should always consult a licensed medical professional with any serious issues that you might be having, and you alone are responsible for your own mental and physical health. Let's get crunk! You did it! (laughs) Hello and welcome to Gym Buds for Life. I am Dan. And I'm Carrie. And that's the intro for this week. I was just doing a Pennywise the Clown face as I tried to create some space so that I could edit out the white noise later. Um, it, uh, it almost derailed the whole thing there. But um, we're a, a fitness podcast of sorts. Um but in all honesty, it's just a thinly veiled um, pop culture podcast. Uh, but we're uh, a young, attractive married couple <laughs> who likes to <laughs> They're work, really laying it on thick. Work out. Uh, we also have a passion for health, um, passion for people. Yeah. <laughs> passion for life. Um, and we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a week. Uh, snow, 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 snow. Yay! <laughs> it sounded like I didn't like it, but I was just trying Yay. to suppress my laugh. Yeah, I have loved that. That's probably been the best part of our week, and it's probably going to be the last snow of the year. Uh, I don't know. It's supposed to get like 50 next week. Yeah, hopefully we would have at least a little more winter weather and some flurries and some nice... You, you can do layering yeah. And wear, wear stuff that you don't get to wear the rest of the year. Which is nice. So hopefully we have at least a little bit more of that. Yeah. Spring is still two months away, and yet uh, Bath & Body has all of their spring scents out, and they are pretty slamming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is kind of obsessed with smelling every single soap at Bath & Body, mm-hmm. but it's one of our little fun favorite things to do at the mall. Six out of the new, like, 18 that they've released are slamming. Which are... The rest are... Which is a lot compared to last year's lineup. Mm-hmm. It sounds like we're, like, sports commentators. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just frilly soaps. Yeah. <laughs> we could pivot. We could pivot into uh, beauty care products. Oh, yeah. Because so... you're beautiful and I'm fancy man. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're handsome. <laughs> fancy handsome. So my favorite thing recently has been argan oil. And I feel like I am late to the party with this because I feel like people have been talking about this for a really long time. Mm. But I can't get over how awesome it has been to have. Um, I think I'm using organic, unprocessed, all of those words that you're supposed to have before the argan oil. Mm. I found one of those on Amazon for only like 15 bucks. And it has been amazing. I As your husband, I like this news. So... I really struggled for years with my hair being dry. Even my hairdresser says, you have really, really thick... Oh my gosh, this freaking guy. You can probably hear the uh, that vehicle out there. Sorry, the outro music started playing too. Like an engine revved, and then I heard music out of nowhere, like drums. And I was like, this is pandemonium right now. Uh, but your argon oil... That's good. How's that going? Okay, so (laughs) the argan oil. 
Mm-hmm. I have really had a hard time with dry skin and dry hair over the years, and I've tried all kinds of butters, all kinds of mousse. I don't think you're supposed to mousses, use butter. Cocoa butter, coconut oil. I was using like so many different things to try to solve it, and I'm relieved that the argan oil makes my hair not dry. It's making my hair so much nicer than it used to be. That's excellent. Um, so I just want to say, ladies, I wasn't planning on <laughs> telling you all about this, but if you're having a problem with your hair being too dry, try the Argan Oil. Mm. Put it in your hands, rub it in the bottom of your hair, not mm. your scalp. You definitely don't want any near your scalp, mm. um, but put it in your hair. And I actually use it on my face. I use it on my fingernails. It's amazing. So... Nice. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even using any other like hair products, and I wash my hair like twice a week, and it's healthier than it's ever been. Oh. Yeah. So. I guess my butter joke fell flat because uh, women would understand <laughs> that those products are called butters. Well. Like, there's different kind of, like, there's body butter and hair butter and things like that, and I'm just this big dumb man. <laughs> like, it was butter. for the men. You mean, like, from the kitchen? <laughs> it's I fine. I don't think you're supposed to use those. <laughs> It was fine. Mm-hmm. Do you have a product that you like to use? Uh, I mean... For the men? <laughs> for the men out there? Oh, my little uh, life hack is, is um, you know, everybody sells these expensive beard oils. And this is not supposed to be, <laughs> this is not supposed to be like a, a, <laughs> a cosmetics, like, we're not going <laughs> to, we're not going to randomly like, and then out of nowhere. And actually, if you go to the website and use code, right. <laughs> code BUDS, um... No, I just use, well, I don't really grow a beard very often, but whenever I add like a big beard, um, like three out of the five oils um, that they list in, you know, the expensive beard oils and stuff that come in the little thing. And there's a little cartoon of a guy with, you know, crazy hipster hair and sunglasses and a mustache. Um, All of those oils, like three out of those five oils are in like Burt's Bees chapstick. Mm. So, um, you know, I would get out of the shower you know, when my beard was still wet and, and do, it would be mustache, soul patch, war paint. So it just nice. be like, I do like both sides of my mustache, that strip, like right down the middle, like under my bottom lip and then like two streaks under each, like on each cheek. So it was just mustache, soul patch, war paint, and then <laughs> massage that into the wet beard and then take a nice boar bristle, boar bristle brush. And say that. Try to I can't. I was just thinking. <laughs> Do it. The boar visual brush. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and, you know, brush it straight and, and kind of tame it that way. So that's my little life hack for, <laughs> for, uh, for stuff. And I, I cool. still use, um, I still use like a leave-in conditioner on my, on my bald head, uh, just to keep my scalp from getting dehydrated. You have nice. Head skin. No, like. <laughs> Little hair, I like it. Oh yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. What is boar bristle? Uh, it's like a stiff brush. It's like a stiff. Is it pig hair? Because it's boar. Uh, to my knowledge, it still is actually boar hair, but <laughs> it might be any. It might be a synthetic thing. I I really couldn't tell you. I think it's still from an animal. It makes it sound like way more manly. Like you use your boar brush. Which like don't like don't come after us for using animal products because. Goodness knows there's probably enough boar. <laughs> I think they're like, I think they're like taking over Florida. I don't know. I don't think they're anybody's favorite animal, so we're probably fine. They're somebody's favorite animal. Boar? Yes. Maybe pigs. I know a lot of people that like pigs. Boar. A boar is just a more extreme pig. 
<laughs> extreme pig. <laughs> like an extreme sports pig. Yes. Like, he's extreme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got a lightning bolt. <laughs> they, they run. They'll charge yeah. stuff. They'll tear you up. I don't like them. I'm, anytime I see a gigantic pig, I always am like a little afraid of like, oh, look, there's like a cow. Oh, my gosh. That's not. Yeah. And I'm always really like startled. I would hate if I ever came, like, I would rather fight a bear than have to fight a pig in the dark. Mm. I could win over the bear. Like, not fighting, but, like, friends. You could you could, <laughs> could persuade the bear yeah. not to attack you. Yeah. You could appeal to his sensibilities. But a pig, no. They don't have a soul. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't like them. Do pigs have souls or not? That's not mm. a question we set out to answer at the beginning of this. But they don't. i I mean people love them but they're apparently they're very uh very personable little little critters is there an animal that you love i mean gorillas i'm wearing a gorilla shirt right now oh my gosh i love gorillas mountain gorillas Mm -hmm. for those who don't know the difference the lowland gorillas are the ones that are like a little uh, like more of a skinny looking ape type of gorilla and the mountain gorillas. I mean, they're, pretty, they're pretty chunky. But they, they have like shorter, like more wiry hair. Oh, that's a good description. Sometimes mo- a little more orange. Mm, yeah. On yeah, the back. A little tan. Mm-hmm. But the mountain gorillas have big shaggy, like fluffy fur because they have the, I mean, typically colder temperatures. Yes. If you haven't already, look up. Baby mountain gorillas. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Baby mountain gorilla. They have the most adorable hair. If I could adopt a baby mountain gorilla and we would just raise that as our pet and son. <laughs> I would love to have a gorilla. <laughs> you were like, you had this brief flash of like, what sort of rights do I know. gorillas have? Like, should I should I consider it more of a person? I was like, should he have his own <laughs> It's like room? our pet and son. <laughs> just we're look not going to put him at a, on a leash. Yeah. Just put it that way. Hold his hand. It's going to be like Dunstan checks in. He's going to wear a little suit. <laughs> yeah. I've got a really soft spot for mountain gorillas and sea otters. I feel like any day I could quit my job and go be just a sea otter rescue Mm -hmm. biologist. Yeah. I know that's not the real term, but I'm blanking on the real term. But oh my gosh. If you're done Googling the gorillas. (laughs) Google baby sea otters. (laughs) Baby sea otters. River otters are cute with their little hands. But sea otters, again, they're fluffier. Yeah. And um, especially when they're babies, they're just like tiny caterpillars. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I don't, I often talk about tattoos. I don't have any tattoos. For those who would be shocked at the sound of my voice that I don't have tattoos. um, I don't, but I always am a person who thinks I'm going to get some. So who knows? It could be the day. But I always am coming up with new ideas for the things that I want to get. And so many times I've gone back to incorporating an otter in some way or another. Mm. Like I never decide if it's going to be like a cool one or like a really silly like baby otter. And then butterfly wings come off of the baby. And he's like a caterpillar kind of. But anyways, neither here nor there. (laughs) Any sheds his outer <laughs> shell <laughs> this breaks down very quickly <laughs> if you start thinking about actual metamorphosis with the with the baby otter yeah like um like bumble lion bumble lion what's that oh we've talked about this but not obviously not on the show this is the second episode <laughs> but um i've talked about that it's from a show i forget what they're called 
Google, well, I'm, I'll Google it. It's um, so it was these uh, these mashups of animals. Um, what what is Bumble Lion from? Oh my goodness! Bumble Lion is one of the main characters from Disney's 1985 television series, The Wuzzles. Wuzzles being called that. You heard me. I gotta look at this. <laughs> he was voiced by. Brian Cummings. Uh, I think he's like, is he Optimus Prime? No. Okay, who's Brian Cummings? Uh, but this show. Oh, um, yeah, he's. I've a, seen this guy. Yeah, I had. We had two stuffed bumble lions uh, because we would fight over them. Uh, my parents knew it would never work to share one. <laughs> Just not um, even gonna try. No goodness gracious! Wow. Who is this guy? Oh, he was the, uh, he was like the vulture in, um, Jungle Book. Okay, he was on, he was on all kinds of was stuff. Was he Winnie the Pooh? Uh, no. Jim Cummings? Jim Cummings. Oh. That's, that's Winnie the Pooh. Okay. This is Brian. Uh, I don't know if they're related. They gotta that, be. They'd be wild if they were. Um, did you know that the rest of the Wuzzles groups are called Bumble Lion, Ellaroo, Moosel, Rhino Key, Butter Bear, and hopopotopinus. Wait, what's that last one? Hop. Hopopotamus. Hopopotamus. He's probably he's a, probably a rabbit. He's probably a hellish combination of a grasshopper and a hippopotamus. No, he's got to be a rabbit. That's my favorite one. Let me look. Hop. What is it? Hop. Hopopotamus. <laughs> Obviously. Hopopotamus. Oh my gosh, that thing is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, think uh, like think Lola Bunny from Space Jam, but blue and a hippo. It's got little wings. Oh yeah, tiny little wings and a tiny little tail. But this is the toy. That's pretty cute. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, we had two. I cut his hair. You cut his hair? Mm -hmm. The lion's mane. Yep. It was some, somehow I got it shorter than that. That's it's not, not very long. long. It's not very long, but I I mean oh. I I shaved him. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember why? I mean, why does anyone do anything? Well, like, really? for us girls, often when we cut the hair of our dolls or something, it was like a salon. We were kind of playing salon. And so I didn't know if you were a barber or if he needed to nope. prepare for something and needed shorter hair. I was just abusing him. <laughs> just trying out a fresh oh, look. Butter bear is a butterfly and a bear. Oh, that's kind of cute. Is it cute? I mean, it's fine. <laughs> oh, it's kind of bland. Ellaroo is an elephant kangaroo. It also has wings, for whatever reason. They all have wings. Rhino key. Oh, he's a rhino and a monkey. Monkey. Okay. He has wings. Hippopotamus has little wings because because yeah, a bunny or an elephant would or a right. hippopotamus wouldn't have wings. Moosel. Okay, a moose and a weasel. Turtle. I'm, turtle. Huh? Moosel, which isn't how. Moosel. It's or is he a turtle? I'm not gonna click on it. I'll be like. Blizzard. <coughs> I think that's like. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Well, we gotta cut this part short. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. So this week's topic is fitness culture that makes you roll your eyes. Mm. So again, with these, take it with a grain of salt because you know. Maybe one of these is going to be something that you're into. And we're not always saying they're all bad. Um, 
in every case or, you know, cause you know, as an example, one thing that I, well, I, I don't even want, I don't even want to say it now in case somebody like <laughs> hears it, cuts it off and doesn't hear what I have to say about it later. But, but with some of these, it's, it's not always the thing itself, you know, from beginning to end. Sometimes there's just elements of it or if it's done to an extreme. So um, with that being said, what what are some trends that you've seen either lately or just kind of whenever that really you, you just wish people would stop right. <laughs> with, with with at least some some form of this? I know. And I feel like fitness culture, sometimes it's like half of that, which is so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that makes me feel like not just roll my eyes, but just triggered right away whenever I hear it is whenever people talk about like either a liquid diet or like a diet where it's all you have to do is eat these pills or gummies and you're going to like magically be different. And I'm always like, don't eat it. Like whatever it is, don't do it. Or like the liquid diets. Like I think that that could be potentially good in some ways. Like you can juice some vegetables and add those into your diet. So there's aspects of all of these that could be good. Like you could Like I said, you could juice more fruits and vegetables as a way to add them into your diet in a natural way and get more vitamins and minerals. And that's great. But don't go on an all liquid diet for like a week or two. Or replace like one meal. Yeah. One meal, a protein shake for lunch. That's actually a great suggestion. As a certified nutrition coach, if you have a hard time getting lunch in because of your busy work hours or because you just grab a donut on the way because you're rushed... Protein shakes, I absolutely love, and I'm a big supporter of those. I have a protein shake almost every workday, and I get too hungry that it's not a meal replacement for me. I often have one at like 10, 10.30, or at like 2 o'clock, like those in-between times. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. Like, it just helps me get through the day. And so liquids are awesome. Drink enough water, but a full liquid diet so not good. You need your fiber. You need to get all of your macronutrients. And for those who maybe don't use those kind of terms, macronutrients, it's just you do have to have carbs. You do have to have fat and you do have to have protein. Mm. None of those is bad on its own. All of those work together. Your body operates on all of those and needs all of those. They're good for you. So, And not, not if you need a liquid diet, like if, you know, some people have had surgery or things like that, like not, not like, we're not talking about a doctor's orders. Um, and even some of that, you need to like revisit it. If, you know, maybe your doctors put you on a liquid diet and you, you feel like it's not necessarily working for you and, you know, check in, you can check in and, and reevaluate things. And, you know, a doctor shouldn't have a problem with revisiting your plan with you and listening to your concerns or your thoughts or your feelings on your treatment and saying like, okay, well maybe, you know, we could look at some other things because you, well, I mean, I don't, we can edit this out if you don't (laughs) want to talk about it, but you, not recently, but in in the past year or so have had some episodes with different things where, you know, something was prescribed and it was, you know, seemed okay to begin with and wasn't working out in the long run. And you had to go back and say, you know, hey, can we adjust this? Can we do something else with this? But yeah, so I'm not dissing drinking more liquids. I'm not dissing like maybe you only want to have soups for lunch. Like I'm not dissing that. 
I'm just saying, if someone tells you, try this new liquid diet I'm on, it's just two weeks, you lose 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. You don't want that. That is not a healthy or sustainable type of weight loss. Mm -hmm. Maybe you will lose a ton of weight in those two weeks, but you will either gain it all back when you start eating solid foods, or you're going to really mess up your digestion and it might be hard to get it back in order. I just... Just kind of steer right away from that. And... <laughs> yeah, we, we don't, I don't think we, you know, want to go hard after too many people on things, but you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say, if someone is trying to sell you a gummy on the pretense that just eating that gummy without any changes to your activities or any changes to your diet is going to make you lose weight, that person's the gosh darn devil. Just, okay. Yes, just <laughs> They're not don't your friend. Do it. They are either um, misguided themselves yeah. or they're just plain evil and they're trying to make money off of people's insecurities. Yes. You know, I'm sorry to be so blunt, but there's <laughs> like, it, you, you're not going to sprinkle something on your food that's going to magically transform that food into different nutrients that get metabolized in a different way. Yes. Um, it's not happening. Okay. And if you're listening and you're like, you guys are going really hard and heavy on this topic right away. It is because we care. Mm -hmm. And it is because we have had experiences where we've tried things. You know, both of us have lived a life of trying to make healthier choices and being fit over the course of 10, 15 years. And we've just encountered a lot of things that either have hurt us personally or hurt our friends personally. And we've had to watch them go through that and struggle with either their weight or their health or, you know, different things in their fitness journeys. And that's why we're passionate about it. We're not haters. We I baked avocado <laughs> seeds. Yes, we just have I tried. broke our coffee grinder <laughs> grinding <laughs> baked avocado seeds. And I ingested about a tablespoon of ground baked avocado oh. seed and did a little more research. And it's not good for you at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who, yeah. I don't know where I saw that. I don't, this was very early on. I don't know mm -hmm. where I saw that. I don't know where it came from, but uh, for some reason I got it into my head that it was going to make me some kind of superhuman. Um, <laughs> and it's just, it, it might give you gas and <laughs> like slowly poison you, but it's not going to give you any, any extra chutzpah. <laughs> yeah, so we are not just haters. I just wanted to say we're passionate. We're passionate about this topic because we want to help you get to where you want to be. We want to help you to be healthy and feel good and have a sustainable journey of sustainable habits to where we it works for you. That is why we're passionate and that is why we are just drilling so hard on these things is because we want what's best for you. I just had to throw that in there because I felt like we were mm -hmm. just passionate from the gate. And probably next week we'll do like the inverse of this and do like like things that revolutionized health and fitness in a positive way. Yeah. Um, so we're just, we're starting, we're, you know, <laughs> good news, bad news, and we're starting with the bad news. Yeah. Everyone um, prefers if you start with the bad news. <laughs> do you have another one? Uh, a diet soda is a big controversy. Not sure if we want to jump on that one. I mean. So the seven um, that are certified by the FDA, safe to eat. Um, which doesn't necessarily mean that they're. 
I was going to say, they're safe to eat, but um, one of my points was going to be that a lot of these do cause side effects that aren't big deals, like bloating. And I just want to say, if you're trying to eat healthy and feel better, but you are drinking a lot of diet soda, it's going to make you feel bloated, and that's not going to make you feel good after all. Mm -hmm. So, like, my big point was to, instead of drinking a diet soda or a regular soda, try something that's more natural, drink water, like, drink... Because it like tea. feeds into the into the like mental like feedback loop of oh you know I tried to do better yes. so I cut out sugar and I added this thing and I didn't feel good and so it's like oh I made this attempt at better health and it didn't end up working out yeah and I love soda I if I go to the movies do not give me anything except for some type of soda with my popcorn so I am totally on board with in moderation it's fine have a soda have a diet soda whatever you prefer but. Um, don't like if, if you're addicted to soda, like don't switch to diet soda and then stay on that. Like if you need to wean yourself off with diet soda, then wean yourself off of the diet soda. My friend, I'm just trying to help you out. I would go so far as to say never have drinks yeah. with aspartame in them. And I, I know some things are as, as unhealthy as that, that I don't, that are kind of a blind spot for me that I don't think about, but. I would even, I would even say like oh you know occasionally oh when I go to the movies this is the only time I have a diet coke it's just like mm, well how if it's got aspartame in it how often are you going to the movies like that's yeah that's more so how I feel and there's a lot of other things that you can drink if you need to like satisfy that sweet tooth which I don't recommend drinking something like juice every day but juice is great for you you can get like I drink a ton of orange juice and tart cherry juice those like I definitely drink those every single week. And yeah, they have sugar in them, but they also have a lot of benefits that soda doesn't. Mm. There are just absolutely no benefits at all from soda or diet soda. So that's why I was saying like, you know, it, you might feel healthier if you think that you're drinking diet soda because you're not drinking the sugar, but drinking artificial sweeteners is not good for your body. And maybe you know that and you're trying to get off of it. And I totally support like you can do it. Keep substituting, like keep drinking just more water. Um, another thing that artificial sweeteners do is it increases your appetite. So maybe you're drinking a diet soda with lunch, but then you get hungrier again later. And that's going to sabotage your diet because you're trying to eat less. You're trying to like moderate. Um, so they just have a lot of side effects other than the really scary things that are controversial, like them causing Alzheimer's and things, um, which they may or may not do. There's a lot of controversy, but there's enough little reasons without the big controversies to not make it a part of your life. So I was just a big a diet soda thing. If someone's proud of themselves for switching, I'm like, that's great. Let's like keep going away from it. Like, let's get into that water or electrolytes, you know, whatever. Um, And because some of those have the, like the effect that they change how your blood sugar responds definitely yeah so the seven safe ones um that the fda says that supposedly yeah the supposedly the ones that they allow people to use uh would be accessiflame potassium which is like sweet one um advantame which i don't see very often aspartame which is equal um neotame saccharin which is sweet and low sucralose which is splenda monk fruit and stevia so of those are the ones that I would recommend if you want to go with um, an alternative sweetener, I feel like stevia and monk fruit are the absolute safest. So mm -hmm. I would definitely like stick with those first. Um, another one. And like, like my, like my protein powder has 
I think at least sucralose in it. And I, I think it has two different ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's, if anything, that's once a day. Sometimes it's not even once a day that I'm having that. Um, and again, those are ones that I understand can have an effect on blood sugar and glucose, mm-hmm. but, um, to my knowledge, no effect as far as cancer and Alzheimer's. So I feel a little bit better about that. Um, and if I can, I steer towards stevia. Yes. Another one that's added at the bottom is like sorbitol and xylitol. Um, those really hurt my stomach. So if you're, if you're getting stomach aches from some of this stuff, I would just, I would try to cut some of that out and try to go with more whole foods. Hmm. Do you have another one or should I do one? Oh, you go ahead. I have a couple more, but you go ahead. Let's trade. Well, just in case we haven't like infuriated anyone yet, <laughs> I um I have I have some thoughts on um what I would deem toxic body positivity. Mm. Um and here's the thing. <laughs> like everyone should be able to feel okay about themselves as a person, um, regardless of where they are with their health. Yes. Um, I, I do believe that, you know, and I, I'm something of an anomaly. I have a really fast metabolism. And so I've never struggled with weight in the way that, you know, a lot of people have. Um, but the way I've gotten through times in my life where, I still wasn't where I wanted to be, whether I felt weak or whether I, you know, was just self-conscious about the way I looked or I thought I, you know, I thought I wasn't measuring up was to just kind of have this idea of myself that even if I wasn't where I wanted to be, like I was still okay and I was still getting to where I wanted to be or I was still, you know, capable. Um, And I think some element of that or some version of that really needs to be a part of someone's Um, frame of mind that like, you know, maybe you don't feel strong or maybe you're struggling with weight or, you know, maybe you have these health concerns that are really holding you back and things like that. Um, I think you really need to be able to look at yourself even where you are now and say, I'm still okay. Like I'm still good. And, and here's the thing, like you are beautiful. And I think what happens is when people you know, run, run other people down because of the way they look, they're being superficial. But I think when someone looks at them and says, you know, you're fine the way you are without knowing what is going on with them, they're also being superficial, um, in that sense, like to just say, you know, if someone's, you know, if someone's carrying around extra weight and someone else says, you know, that's beautiful. I'm not going to say that that's wrong in the sense of that person is beautiful, but even the person saying that is attributing that beauty to a physical attribute and saying, you know, the way you look is beautiful. It's like, well, you know, maybe look more at the person and decide whether or not that reflects who they are or, or, you know, that reflects confidence or that reflects, you know, a sense of security because sometimes to be truly supportive of someone, you have to look at 
what's going on with their heart, you know, and if, you know, you have a, you know, you have a, a close friend or, or you have someone that is either, you know, receptive to you being sort of a, a cheerleader for them in life or someone that you have an, you know, an agreement with that, like, Hey, we kind of hold each other accountable or we, or we encourage each other or we speak truth into each other's lives and you have that relationship and instead of looking at what's causing them to, you know, <laughs> manifest whatever, um, you know, physically in their life, if you just say, you know, you're beautiful the way you are, you know, that person might have made a decision to stop pursuing their goals and ended up in a place where they didn't want to be, but then they have people telling them they're fine. And, you know, and here's the thing, like, there are these like medically defined, um, standards for, you know, body fat percentage and things like that, um, body composition and, um, uh, body mass index. Those things can be off. Those things can be inaccurate because of, um, you know, someone's body composition and, you know, you could have what would be considered medically, um, excess body fat and actually be really healthy and really active and really mobile. Um, you could have, you know, a good amount of flexibility. Um, I was watching like this crazy fitness video and they referenced, um, Sammo Hung, who's, mm. um, a martial artist and, a you know, a, a big guy in, in the, uh, literally a big guy, <laughs> but in, um, in, um, like Kung Fu movies and all these classic films and the way he's able to move regardless of what, you know, someone else might look at him and say, you know, his, his body type, you know, there's, there's, you know, and, and probably we've seen, you know, people that are, you know, yoga influencers that are definitely not, you know, the stick figure um, body type that, you know, a lot of people would assume goes along with that. Um, so there's, there's a lot of, there's a huge um, spectrum of, you know, body types and health, um, templates that, you know, people can fall into. Um, but I think where, and, and not being where you're at or where you want to be at with your health and fitness goals, I don't think is a moral failing until, and this, you know, this, obviously this is subjective and this is a lot of opinion, but where I see it as a moral failing is when you stop being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. I think dishonesty is a moral failing. I don't think missing your workout. I don't think carrying around more weight than you want to. I don't think, you know, succumbing to temptation and having the sugary treat when you said you were only going to have whatever. I don't consider that a moral failing until you stop being truthful with yourself about it. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I'm coming after, um, toxic body positivity. Um, there was a discussion that happened a while back, um, between, um, the, the discussion was about, um, something that Jillian Michaels said about, um, Lizzo and depending on if you know who those people are, it's sort of like what, what, you know, what, uh, what demographic you're in, but Jillian Michaels from, uh, Biggest Loser, she was one of those trainers and that show I think has had a really, um, a really questionable legacy as far as mm -hmm. whether or not any of those people kept the weight off or whether it was a healthy way for them to lose it in the first place. And honestly, who are we to spectate this? And I think we're all kind of monsters. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But Jillian Michaels has had a really successful training career and really helped a lot of people through that. And she made some comments about um, Lizzo and Lizzo's, uh, this recording artist, this plus size recording artist, um, who also I think has been canceled at this point for some stuff that if true, allegedly, uh, really gnarly. Mm -hmm. But um, I think, again, the, 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 the point is like, it's not about being a certain body type but it is about being healthy. And I think if people are pointing to someone and saying that they are beautiful because they look a certain way, but they're not looking at where they're at with their goals and with their, you know, self, <laughs> self, um, self-worth and their, mm -hmm. their honest opinion of themselves. I think that's actually not helping them because, you know, when people, you know, degrade other people because of the way they look, that hurts their heart but when people support someone in something that's actually not good for them that hurts their mind mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of my i'm gonna get off my soapbox but um at the risk of this podcast immediately um tanking uh before we even get off the ground i wanted to 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 go there um but did you have any thoughts on that or a different one to bring up well, I I just want to say that I hear what you're saying and I agree with you that you can be um, not where you want to be and working your way to a better place. And it it relates to that whole, well, like whole approach to well-being that we were talking about last week is that if your overweight condition is caused because you've really got like severe depression um, someone shouldn't be supporting you and saying like, oh, it's fine that you're overweight. You are doing everything you need to be doing. Don't worry about it. You are beautiful. Like the true statement of that is, yes, you are beautiful, but you're also valuable enough to look at what the underlying cause is. And often, you know, if we have a sugar addiction, if we have um, the inability to make ourselves get out of bed and work out or if we're stuck in these habits that are causing our bodies to reflect, like you said, to manifest something, it does mean that there's something wrong and we want to get to the bottom of it and fix that. We're not saying that you have to be a certain weight or size or body type or work out so many times, but... Because honestly, that's the next thing that I'm going to yeah. talk about and bring up is over overtraining or... But go ahead. Yeah, but just... You are valuable and you need to be taken care of on all of those levels. And there is probably something underlying. It could be something medically, like you could have an undiagnosed hormone disorder and you need to go to the doctor and get it fixed rather than having your friends tell you that, you know, it doesn't matter that you've gained like certain amount of weight, like you're fine. We all love you. You're beautiful. Like that is true. We love you. You're beautiful. And you should feel good about who you are as a person. You should not put all of your value in the way that you look externally. Um, but we just don't want you to overlook some important aspects of your life for the sake of body positivity. We want you to have body positivity, but not at the sake of something else going on. So I, I just totally agree with what you said. And again, we're passionate about this because we care and we want you to succeed. Did you have another one? I think I did. Oh, man. I think that we were going on the same track here because um, my next thing was about working out too much. Hmm. And that's what your next thing was, right? Yeah. I mean, what do you got? Yeah. So my little uh, my note that I made for myself is that I hate whenever people brag about working out till you're sick 
that is so unhealthy. And I have heard some like people who haven't done it talk about like so-and-so trained so hard that they puked at the end of the workout. And I'm like, no, you should never. That means you're losing your nutrients. Like that means make the only time that should or happen is if you ate something really bad and you need to get it out of your system. Like if you have food poisoning or something, fine. But that's probably not the case. If you work out till you get sick, you are not working out in the right way or you're working out too often and that you should not toss your cookies when you're working out. <laughs> um, you need to. And again, you know, people are going to, if people have different goals, you know, I, and I'm not going to say like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to come right off the um, don't feel good about yourself if you're overweight thing, because that's not what we're saying and sound like I'm saying you should be able to overtrain if you really, really want to, like, because I don't, I, I guess the only reason I'm leaving any kind of space here is because, you know, there are people whose careers as an athlete depend on them, like making a certain time, you know, on something. And so, like some, some people are pushing the human body to its very limits. And I guess that's where I say, like, it just has to be so, so absolutely specific to who you are. Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's part of where I was going to go later with the, um, with the overtraining or the fitness culture and, and what I consider like, um, toxic fitness culture mm -hmm. of like unrealistic standards. Yeah. Um, some people it's a career and some people it makes sense for them. You know, someone might be trying to, you know, make it to the Olympics and yeah, you'd want it to be with the absolute best diet and training possible. But, you know, probably there's an amazing story where someone only ever, you know, someone, someone wouldn't have gotten the gold medal if their feet weren't bleeding. And, and so there's just the slightest little, you know, hair thin line of, of, um, I guess, wiggle room in that. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely not going to disagree with you. Yeah. You know, because just borderline you shouldn't do workouts and get sick every single week like oh yeah there's there's a there are or you might be just eating too soon like exactly like you might be, just be eating the wrong thing you could have an allergy you could have a food allergy and like doing training after eating yogurt might be great for some people but you might not be able to so i'm just saying um i've just heard people like proud of others for mm. doing that who were not olympians and not athletes mm. just kind of training hard and you know wanting to be a baller mm. and i just don't support that oh yeah yeah because i think what we're talking about is balance yeah um and yeah and so yeah did you have more oh the just exactly balance what you were talking about my my last point uh was going to be about if someone tells you that you can do these exercises and you never have to change anything with your diet, mm. that's not true. Mm -hmm. um, you have to balance out diet and exercise. And anytime that I have been successful, I balance those out. Anytime that I'm struggling, I'm either not working out the way I'm supposed to be or I'm either not eating the way I'm supposed to be. So I just want to say if someone's like, do these exercises and you'll get six packs abs and it doesn't six packs abs <laughs> six packs of abs <laughs> my lisp is really strong each, today <laughs> each ab is six <laughs> six other you'll abs. get a six pack of six abs and you don't have to change your diet at all 
Um, that is just false advertising. And don't buy any workout equipment that tells you you don't have to change your diet if you just do this. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of the ab roller that my you know that from like the nineties, that little mm-hmm. crunch thing that you did. Oh, that's not the roller. That's the um, the, like the was it not Susan Sarandon, <laughs> Susan Suzanne Summers, somebody. The, like, the uh the thing where like you're in the middle of like yes. the mousetrap and you're yeah. pulling it like a hula like... hoop that falls in half uh-huh. like that's what it's not an ab roller because ab roller is an actual piece of equipment that mm. is great to use but it was like a crunch thing well i mean and it... <laughs> i have thoughts on ab rollers as well well it was like <laughs> britney spears does this and this is all that she does i remember that when i was a kid so my family got one and my parents or my sister and i would use it and be like we're gonna have six pack abs <laughs> like britney spears and Guess what? <laughs> no dice. <laughs> um, yeah, that yeah, and and take it from someone who is an anomaly. I have an incredibly fast metabolism. For the longest time, I ate whatever I wanted. Um, I the only thing that's really made me gain weight like a normal human being is alcohol, and even then, I have probably overcome that with training in a way that other people aren't necessarily able to but here's the dark underbelly of all of that you can't get cholesterol out of your system with exercise you can reduce your risks and you can make yourself less susceptible to the um the overall effects like exercise is like that's probably a a discussion for another day but like if you can do (laughs) if you can't do anything else to to help your health in the right direction but exercise exercise is a huge um a huge factor in um mitigating um other health risks and things so you can lower <laughs> your cholesterol with exercise and that's one of the things that they say um most to do but you you can't like burn it out of your system and that's something that i discovered is that i was wiry and trim and had incredibly high cholesterol for especially for my age at 18 dad had a quintuple bypass technically um and made us all get our our blood work done and i was not even out of my teens and had high cholesterol because i'd eat entire boxes of twinkies so even if you look good and feel good um you're not going to outrun that diet in the sense of you know, even, even if the, even if the pounds are falling off, um, there's other things to consider. And the other thing is, you know, with alcohol, even if you can keep your metabolism up when alcohol is something that slows it down, the thing about alcohol is it increases blood flow. And the fact that it increases blood flow means there's that little bit of extra tension on your blood vessels, which means they're, you know, bracing themselves for the, the increased, uh activity going on and so what that means is they eventually get harder because they have to get harder to it's like a pvc pipe holding that water pressure in your blood vessels are are getting stronger to hold the blood flow and then over time they get brittle (laughs) and then you know then you have you know you have something spring a leak and you know you you're you know, you're a runner, you're a weightlifter, you're doing all these things. You're, you know, you're a, a healthy college student, you know, a, an athlete, but you're still going to the parties every weekend and, and 
most Wednesdays and Thursdays. I know how it is. <laughs> but um and but these effects are still compounding mm -hmm. even though they're not easily seen. And again, for some people, fitness is a career. And that's great. But it's when people are selling this idea of, you know, check me out. I have this shredded physique and you can too. Of course you can too. But it shouldn't be sold as this thing of you should and you need to. Um, I think I had that mentality for a long time. And it probably had something to do with the fact that I was able to stay with a low, you know, body fat percentage for a significant amount of my early adulthood. And I think, you know, that probably played into this idea that it should be reasonably easy for everybody to do it, but it's not. Um, and, you know, we see all these fitness influencers who are like, use my, you know, use my program. And it's like, if they're trying to help people, it's great. It, it, absolutely. But if you're selling the idea of you should look like me, you know, and go ahead and, you know, there, there's other, there's other things in life, you know, something I was really uh, impacted by watching kind of the different, uh, you know, Mr. Universe documentaries. The first one is pumping iron. And that, I mean, that's just a glimpse into human nature, honestly, <laughs> at the time. Um, but the, the one, the next one is generation iron. And these people are, are going for the, um, Mr. Universe or Mr. Olympia. But anyway, it's, you see so many, so many runners up, so many people aren't going to win. And all of those people, yeah, a lot of them have sponsorships and a lot of them still get, you know, plenty of, plenty of work and, and have a career, but they've given up every other aspect of their life and only to come in fifth or only to come in. And I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing shade at people who are you know, maybe you're a bodybuilder and you're listening to this. I don't know why you've clearly got it. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't need the. I mean, I, hopefully this is still beneficial to someone who is um, succeeding at a very high level in any of these areas um, because of the fun banter and, <laughs> and, um, and, you know, other, you know, less um, conventional, you know, things we might talk about that, that, you know, can help people. But it's just the idea of giving up everything else for this idea of a a perfect body or or even what you see as an acceptable body um you know only to find that you know no you're not the fittest person on the planet and um you know touching on that you know crossfit um that's the one i didn't want to say earlier cuz i wanted to say it in context I, it's not that i don't like crossfit you know, I think those athletes are incredible and certainly I don't have a whole lot to tell them on how to do better <laughs> fitness wise. But the thing about it is, um, and this is something that I always, you know, bounce off of, you know, the idea that, um, Jeff Cavalier from Athlean X talks about is, um, risk versus reward. And a lot of those, a lot of that training is very extreme. Um, it can be very hard on a body and you will see results, but the chances of, you know, throwing your shoulder out, are really high in some of those things. And it's like, you got to ask yourself, what am I trying to get out of it? What am I trying to get out of, you know, my fitness regime? And if it's just the best you, I don't know that CrossFit is necessary for the vast majority of people because, you know, they're very heavy lifts they're very explosive. It's a lot of, it's a, it's a lot of crazy direction. And I've, I've done a little, 
Um, but it's just never been something that I really steered towards. And again, um, incredible athletes, um, very effective um, fitness for a lot of things. It, you know, people will always people will people will probably argue those exercises and that form of training until the sun burns out. Um, but you know, it's just the different types of pull-ups and the you know the explosive and the and the you know versus um, eccentric training and hypertrophy and things like that. Um, but that's one of those things where sometimes people try to sell it as this is the way to be fit and this is the way to be the fittest. And it's like, uh, yeah, you know, as far as your the weight that you're putting up and the speeds that you're doing these, you know, these races, uh, yeah, absolutely. But as far as like actually um, being a healthy person, I don't know. Um, and I know we're running over time, <laughs> but I, I do still have to say, one of the absolute worst things, especially, um, you know, from a, from a guy's perspective perspective is, and I'm going to name him is like people like V shred and I'll, I don't even know if he still does stuff anymore. I have, maybe I either blocked him out or I don't, <laughs> or I haven't seen it. Um, but you know, supplements and testosterone replacement and, and hormone therapies and, um, you know, we're seeing a lot with Ozempic, um, which is a weight loss drug, um, drugs and, and all of these, you know, therapies and things, you just have to be so careful. So when someone shows up, you know, with their hat in their hand saying, this is absolutely effective and, and good for everybody and go ahead and do it. You, you need to be so careful because either they're going to rob you or, you could end up, you know, neck deep into something that you don't realize how it's affecting you mm -hmm. um, until it's already affecting you. Um, and, the, and the way that it's sold, um, the, <laughs> I watched this video one afternoon because I was losing my hair. I was on the fence of whether I was or not. And with the benefit of hindsight, I definitely was. And so, you know, people prey on our insecurities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this guy was talking about, you know, and, how different things affect your testosterone and don't eat yogurt because it's got sugar in it. And, and I was like, I looked at the Greek yogurt that I always bought and I said, Oh my gosh, this does have sugar in it. And, and it's like, that's creating estrogen and, you know, turning you into less of a man. And yeah, those are things that are considerations. You know, a dietitian can, can really narrow down, you know, those, those sorts of concerns. And I probably do get too much sugar in everything that I'm eating most days. Um, but, but he, he just, he laid out this thing of like, you know, you, you need, you need this supplement, you need this plan. Um, and he framed it in this idea of like being a man and being a real man and having enough testosterone and not undercutting your gains because your testosterone is low. Mm -hmm. And he talked about these different supplements and these different things that can help. And some of them are real. Some of them are actually legitimate. But he said, like, and what you could do is do what I did and spend weeks and hours and all this time right. researching and doing all this stuff. And it's like he's framing this as like a terrible thing. And it's like, yeah, it, it's tough. And, and you don't want to go too far down a rabbit trail without the right information. But honestly, you need to be doing your own research. Yeah. But he framed it in, in a way that any average person is going to hear it and go, absolutely not. I'm not going to do that. He said, or. You could order this 
this supplement. You could order this program. You could do this thing. And then, you know, it's like, of course, you're going to do better in the bedroom and all this stuff. And there's these, you know, two beautiful people in their undies and, you know, girls booty is out, you know, and it's it's framing it in a way that's going to trigger people. And, you know, it's going to it's definitely going to like be alluring to be mm-hmm. like, you know, and if your girlfriend doesn't even look like this, you kick her out and get a girlfriend who looks like this because okay. she's going to love you because you got so much testosterone. Right. Just the devil. Yeah. Just the absolute devil. And when people are preying on your insecurities to sell you something, that is, yep. that's as toxic or more as the body positivity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of this absolute top physique, which is incredible. And I, I, it's, it's so admirable if it's done in a healthy way, um, but that it's absolutely for anybody and everybody and they need to have this to be healthy and the only way to have it is to follow this program that's that's not cool yep trying to run (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we covered a lot i'm that was a good bit (laughs) yeah i mean I don't. I don't want to do a part two to this anytime soon because it, it, yeah. it is just a lot of um, negativity and things we are down on. It's not about who you're against; it's who you're for. <laughs> but the main point again is that we want you to find the right resources and the right things. That's why, like we said, that's why we've been kind of hammering down on some of this stuff. So then, um, I don't. No, I don't think I really have any new workouts per se. Did you have a, are you just switching it up this week for workouts? Yeah, I am doing similar, um, you know, how I was doing last week's a little bit of cardio, a little bit of weightlifting. Um, The thing that I found out I really have liked in the past few weeks is jump roping because I've slowly been trying to get back into running, like I said. And I have not been doing that because we have snow, which I love and has been wonderful. But, um... In the meantime, uh, jump roping has been a really good way for me to get some cardio and work the same muscles that I'm going to be using for running. So just want to throw out like, you know, if you're working on running or uh, wanting to get into that, um, jump roping has been really good. And if you have to start slow, sometimes I can only do about 20 seconds at a time. I can be the worst jump roper in the world sometimes. So start slow. Don't push yourself if you want to try this. Um, Might not work for everybody, and that's fine. That's what workout is like works for one day, not the other day, but, uh, I've been really enjoying jump roping. <laughs> <laughs> so my workout of the week is I want to do some more jump roping this yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> just hours and hours of jump roping. No, just, just incorporating it. Incorporating it. it. Mm-hmm. I, I only did two minute increments, like just to show how little Sorry, I've been I doing. derailed you because I was like zoning out <laughs> and I think I'm, I'm, it's I fine. Think I ruined that. It's fine. Um, I've just been doing about two minute increments in between my core sets or in between like my weightlifting sets, whatever I'm doing, just to get a little cardio pump in there. And I'm really liking that. Hmm. The other thing I've really been liking has been doing single leg stuff. And I'm not worked up to where I'm doing like back to doing single leg squats, hmm. but just doing some things this week. Um, step ups are one of my absolute favorite exercises. And I was doing some step ups and then kind of some like reverse step ups where you really emphasize the stepping down motion. Like you try to go really slow on the step down and it's kind of just holding that knee. I've been having some pain in my knees recently mm. and doing single leg stuff 
really helps me to strengthen my knee joints and I've had a lot less pain. So, um, yeah, that's my workout this week is trying to do some more single leg stuff and jump roping. There's a, um, there's an article. I wonder if I'm tech savvy enough to link it in the, <laughs> there's an article I read about, um, leg or knee training that the physio for the Pittsburgh Steelers Ooh. Um, had it was I saw it in my news app and I do some of those fairly frequently because I really have um, some trouble with my knees. Mm-hmm. We'll see if I can if I, if I don't get it in there. I just didn't figure out how because I'm terrible <laughs> with computers. Uh, but I'll, I'll try and stick that in there. Yeah, it, it um, can be an Easter egg for a future episode when yeah, you figure it out. I'll just, <laughs> we'll just put it in there. Like what's this? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm doing the same workout split. You know back and or chest and back legs arms shoulders rotator cuff stuff like that um and always you know every day is ab day um i guess i should give some uh specifics on what kind of training because um it's kind of it's kind of my own v not not to be associated with v shred because as we as we've established that guy's the devil um but it's like when I was working my way up to it, it was like a step down. So I would do um, heavy weight and then I'd burn out with lighter weights and lighter weights. And then, so it's like, you know, it's not the best example, but for a curl, you know, I would do sort of my max curl and then to keep training the the form of the rep, um, I would drop down to a lighter weight and then go to failure and drop down to a lighter weight and go to failure again. Um, and once I did that for a while, like probably months, like, maybe three months. Um, and again, this isn't guided by any kind of like actual um, professional guidelines. This is just what I kind of felt like was a good amount of time for me to get there. Then once I really had a handle on it and the different, you know, workouts of, of each muscle group, I would work back up. And so I'd start with a lightweight until, um, everything was definitely warm. You know, I'd kind of chase that burn with a lighter weight and, with a very minimal rest, go to my max and my max would probably be fewer reps at that point, but then it would be a lot more work and, and ideally having the same good form and being able to perform a rep, um, in again, in good shape, uh, but simulating a much heavier weight uh, because we don't have a ton of weight because we train at home. And so it's like, that's, that's a way to make your body think that you're doing you know, a lot bigger lift in the gym kind of thing. Sweet. So even though I already shared that, like uh, the splits that I do, that's where I'm at as far as the, the type of uh, workouts. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I like that. Yeah. Any, uh, any other suggestions or anything? I think that's it for this week. Just uh, have fun with it, guys. <laughs> um, I th- the other thing is I think I'm going to try to do for a long time, I was using um, matcha powder as a pre-workout. Oh, cool. Um, and again, I just use stevia because that's a healthier um, sweetener than sugar or the other artificial ones. Mm-hmm. Um, just mix it up. It doesn't taste great, but matcha has a lot of really good health benefits and it does promote, you know, energy and, you know, gives a little bit of a boost. It's supposed to be like a calm energy. So you don't want it right before bed, but it's going to be better than coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing a later workout and you don't want to be, you know, eyes wide open, staring at the ceiling, trying to go to sleep. So yeah, that's kind of my other, my other thing. Awesome. I like that. Maybe one day we could talk about, um, our pre-workouts, post-workouts. 
because we're really yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that might be, would be helpful to some people. Sure. Well, that's the show, everybody. Uh, in case I don't do it in a different segment, because we kind of recorded these out of order. I mean, no, we didn't. We recorded it in a linear line. Perfect. And, um, <laughs> uh, any advice we give is our own opinions. It's not to be used to uh, diagnose, cure, or treat any disease. Um, consult your uh, primary care physician with any uh, injuries or issues that you're having i'm gonna record this in a uh in the thing that you can put in automatically oh so it'll just come in at the start of that i'm gonna do a funny little quippy don't sue us if you try this and um it doesn't go well for you yeah um like in a really grim way um (laughs) so but until then i'm just gonna do these little disclaimers like take it with a grain of salt uh, you know stuff about you that we don't. We cannot prescribe any kind of training uh, regime or diet um, that would be 100% good for you without you taking full responsibility for your own health and fitness and happiness. Yes. Really. Yeah, but it's been great. <laughs> Thank you for being here today. Uh-huh. And I love you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs>